Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. And welcome back once again. I am Joshua. I am your co-host for Business Story of the Week, where we navigate the world of entrepreneurship, business, and innovation. You guys know how it is. We uncover stories of perseverance, struggle, and success. And today, we have ourselves a, a, a figure or someone to look up to, someone that I know we can, will motivate you guys on your journey today. Sonia Hunt is a chief marketing officer, best-selling author, and global speaker on health and wellness. Her mission is to create a world in which everyone can thrive by establishing a foundation of well-being. I love that line. Over her 20-year marketing career, Sonia has transformed the stories of products of global wellness brands such as Apple, TV, TiVo, Califia Farms, Louis Vuitton, Sephora, with whom she won the 2015 WWD Digital Innovation Innovator of the Year Award. Sonia overcame a lifetime of over 32 severe food allergies. We need to talk a little bit about that, Sonia, and chronicled her journey in her number one best-selling book, Not Job, clever title, by the way, and her TEDx talk one with 1 million plus views. Hunt, Sonia Hunt, is an advisor to impact-driven CEOs and organizations focused on solutions for United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. She is the creator of 32B, a holistic health and well-being program that guides people to be healthy, be safe, and be well to thrive. A proud woman of color, Sonia holds a Bachelor of Science degree in civil engineering and a Master of Science in environmental engineering from Drexel University. She is a top LinkedIn leadership voice of 2023 and a top 100 keynote speaker by Databird Business Journal. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us today. You look lovely, by the way. How are you doing? Thank you. That Wow, you, you read my entire bio. That was awesome. Yeah, it was great. So I mean, that we needed to rattle all that out there until, <laughs> until the, the audience knows you, so they get to know you better. And that is what we're what, what what our goal is here for today is to get to know you better, get to know your story a lot better. Um, I always like to start this off with the journey. You know, I always like to start off where everything began because I feel like it's interesting how successes come from. You know, the most unlikely of places. So. How do you, how, what was the journey behind this, Sonia? And how did you get into w the wellness industry, first of all? And how did you come from that to your marketing and leadership experience today? And what were the steps? What were the things that happened throughout that that inspired this kind of trajectory? Well, I mean, I don't know how much time you have. That, that could, we could talk about this all day long. So, please. Uh, please. <laughs> 
So as you mentioned, uh, I am a uh, just about 20 year chief marketing officer, been in mm -hmm. Silicon Valley uh, for about 25 years now. Uh, and my journey was engineering to product to marketing. Today I work, uh, you know, I specialize really working with impact driven brands and CEOs right. in the health and wellness space, which includes mm -hmm. health tech, digital health and food and mm -hmm. ag tech as well. And that is a very purposeful space for me as wow. uh, someone who had chronic conditions her entire life. Okay. So in the form of food allergies, severe food allergies, asthma, severe environmental allergies. Oh so you can say that I kind of brought both of my worlds together, um, you know, a long time ago to really work in the space that I was also really, you know, struggling in. And so my story around that is I was diagnosed at age three uh, with severe food allergies and asthma, environmental allergies. And over my lifetime, I have had, you know, 18 times in the ER in emergent situations. Oh Hundreds of times we're just off to the hospital mm -hmm. because I'm sick, but I've also mm -hmm. had four times on the ER table, almost dead in anaphylaxis. Oh, so very, very serious uh, subjects of food allergies. Oh, wow. You know nothing about it. Uh, it's very serious. And I'm sure, you know, these days somebody knows somebody who has some form of dietary restriction. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, that fourth time for me, I had a very high level job, right. you know, there, there were no, that was in 2008. There were no conversations around the, you know, the terms workplace well-being, employee yes. well-being, you yes. know, environments are still not psychologically safe mm -hmm. to talk about what we're dealing with within our health. Mm -hmm. And as the leader of a, you know, global team, it was very difficult to have to always be on when you are sick behind the scenes, right? So we've built this world in the US of compartments where you've got your work compartment, you've got your personal you know, life compartment, and then you have like sleep, mm -hmm. right? The eight, eight, eight hours. Mm -hmm. And for me, that lesson just kept coming over, you know, through my health situation that it wasn't working, it wasn't working, because I couldn't bring my authentic self Absolutely. into the world, right? And there mm -hmm. were no uh, resources at that time, in a sense, to kind of help. Mm -hmm. So in 2008, when that incident and that anaphylaxis happened, it really just kind of blew everything up in my life, mm -hmm. uh, work and my health and my life. And that was, you know, a catalyst. I, I see that time as like rock bottom, but it was this catalyst to start yes. to redesign mm -hmm. and rebuild myself, my health, right you know, and my world in the way that would help me heal and thrive. Mm -hmm. And so that's a journey that I went on, you know, to, uh, to improve my health. I felt that if my health, you know, if I was on a very strong foundation of health and well-being, it would improve my performance in the workplace, which now we have a lot of data around, which is true, yeah. right? If, if I'm, doing well in my health, I'm doing well leading teams and I'm Absolutely. leading by example. Mm -hmm. And then if mm -hmm. I'm doing well and my teams are doing well, then the business is thriving, right? Absolutely. It all kind of makes sense. And so today I really, you know, my platform is all about that, right? It's mm -hmm. all about 
having people really go inward and become mm -hmm. empowered to prioritize their health and well-being first mm -hmm. so that they can do their best, perform their best, and, mm -hmm. and thrive and really live the life that they want. Sonia, that is such a good message because I love how you said that it doesn't, you know, back then it wasn't really talked about. No one, the concept of employee wellness, what is that? Like just go home and rest, you know, like, you know, yeah. you don't, you, you can come here to the office, you know, you just, just be okay. Right. There's nothing, the concept of being well or just being healthy wasn't a concept that was welcomed back then. And I can only imagine the struggles that you went through that, you know, like having to deal with that and still being expected to deliver at work. And it, it does seem like a remarkable journey, of course, like overcoming these severe food allergies. By the way, dietary restrictions, it sounds like a an understatement to you. Right? It feels like an obstacle, you know, like a massive, like just a complete, complete obstacle that prevents you from being yourself and i love that you've you know you've joined this advocacy and you've, you've become a voice in this kind of um employee wellness you know work wellness workplace wellness and of course with your background in the environment you did say that a lot of places are still unsafe um i want to talk a little bit about your experience when it comes to dealing with that, like how did you, how did you start influencing, so to speak, this kind of change of employee wellness being more accepted today? Of course, you know we're seeing changes in that somehow, and today it still doesn't feel as welcomed. But how? What were the biggest changes that you saw from back then to today, and how do you feel like? moving forward with your advocacy when it comes to that? Yeah, I mean, you know, things, employee well-being is in, you know, it's infancy. It's going to take a long time. Yeah. It's really going to take people being empowered mm -hmm. to require it. And for myself, you know, the, the journey, and mm -hmm. it came a 10-year journey, not because the work took that long, but at mm -hmm. the end of 10 years, the big reveal in my book was that uh, we found out that I had eliminated all of my severe food allergies. So wow. over that time period, there was a lot of work that was done. And it first started with the realization that, uh, you know, it's not just about physical health. There's a concept called whole body health. It's mm -hmm. your mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health all tied together, right? Um, mm -hmm. A lot of Eastern culture and Eastern medicine sees it like this. And there's mm -hmm. root causes to why mm -hmm. things are yes. happening. Why do you have food allergies? What's happening in your system? Why is it manifesting in hives or anaphylaxis? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that work that I did encompassed all of those areas. And part of that work was, um, you know, really starting out with mental health and kind yeah. of really figuring out, you know, how, uh, what is it? that, you know, how do I reduce kind of the stress, the burden yes. that I that I feel? And mm -hmm. the only way to do that is to really kind of like find your true self and Absolutely. do that work to mm -hmm. start to not be afraid to advocate for your needs, mm -hmm. right? I mean, this is the issue that we're still having in the workplace right now because we don't have psychologically safe environments. Yes. Yes. People are unhealthy and unwell, but they're yes. not speaking up. 
right? For someone like myself who, because it was a life and death situation, I, I really felt like I had no choice. You had and to. so I started to speak up. And the way I did that is now let's not forget, you know, I'm in marketing. So okay. I built my personal brand in 2010. So it's been 14 years. I was ahead of the game. Oh, and, yes, you, were. you know, I started to talk about on social media publicly. I built a website, blogged, video. Mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. talking about what it felt like being brown with food allergies. Wow. And all of a sudden, you know, in the food allergy community, nobody was talking about that. You know, nobody was kind of influencing. We didn't really even use the word influencer at that Back time. Then, yes. Right? So that's one of the first things I did was I just decided that I had to stop being scared and I had to start advocating for myself in ways that I did not. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting my team down and talking to my team about the fact that, you know, I had all of this and they were shocked, like nobody knew. And things Mm -hmm. made sense of like why we'd be traveling and I wouldn't necessarily eat or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when you start to really kind of like show your true self, it takes a lot of burden off of you. And even though the workplace didn't have that safe environment, I just said, I don't care. I've got to now do this. And those who are going to be with me are going to be with me. Those who are not are, you know, they're, they're not my people. Yes, exactly. So, so it is really, you know, now we fast forward to where we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we still don't have the prioritization, the, the P0, the P1 of employee well-being. We're still not putting, you know, budget against it. We're still mm-hmm. pushing it out. But look at the statistics again in the U.S. of what's happened in the workplace, right? People just mm-hmm. are just leaving sight. in droves. Right. Mm-hmm. They're going mm-hmm. and saying, you know, I'm I'm so stressed out you know, from COVID, I'm so mm-hmm. unhealthy from all these layoffs. I'm mm-hmm. so unwell from all these toxic environments. Mm-hmm. And I got to find a new way because the employer's not helping me. Mm-hmm. And so this is why I come back to my platform is saying, you know, don't worry about anybody else, your employer or whatever, but you just start to empower yourself yes. because this is the one life we get. Right. Yes. And when you Absolutely. empower yourself to improve your health, the world is truly your oyster because now you're starting to make conscious decisions yes. on behalf of yourself and your life. Mm-hmm. I, I love how you put that. And it also, first of all, it validates that you truly were a leading voice into this. You started this well, way back. You were really <laughs> ahead of the game and you started talking about it. It seems like on the perfect time when we started kind of start thinking about, wait, I'm not, I don't feel good. Like, you know, and then there's something has to give when I'm, when, when my wellness is being put last. And of course your productivity changes, right? You're, it affects the way you perform and everything in all parts of your life. But I love how you said that it's not just wellness or just keeping yourself healthy, but it's far more internal in the sense that, you know, you, you have to figure out what it is that is holding you back. You have to know who you are. You have to express that and put it out there and put it out into the world. I want to talk a little bit about your book because, you know, again, clever title. And it seems like it sounds like you cover all of this. And you also mentioned Eastern medicine and Eastern principles. Um, tell us a bit about that because it seems like your story and the insights from that book um, it feels like it could motivate and inspire other people facing similar, you know, challenges. Absolutely. So, you know, I started writing my book, uh, 
about two years after I gave a, a TEDx talk about all of this. And I just felt like I needed to share this story with the world to really help, mm -hmm. you know, people. Mm -hmm. And when I started writing it, uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't know that my allergies were in remission is the medical term. So we were like ready to put it out and publish it. And then all of a sudden I got those test results back and I was like, oh, no. wait, time out. We oh, have no. to rewrite the entire ending of the book because, oh, wow. you know, so that was like incredible, incredible news. And I, I have it right here. Hello. So this is my book. Oh, wow. Look at that. It's called Nut Job. Uh, and I designed the cover by myself. And just one thing I wanted to point out was the reason the cover looks this way is because, again, you know, I was saying that I was always like hiding who I was and the health issues that I have yeah. from mm -hmm. the world because mm -hmm. I had this lens of just like a nut allergy in this case. Precisely. So this this Wonderful. cover also represents kind of like, you know, hiding yourself and a transformation to kind of finding your true self. Mm -hmm. And so this is, you know, my it's this is a book that talks about my journey, but I also developed a program and it's called three to be so three steps to be healthy, be safe and be well. Yes. And, you know, there are basically like all the steps that I went through in my health transformation journey. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful part about three to be is, is that that framework can be utilized, not just in your health, it could be utilized in things like, you know, your personal life, your work life, yeah. your dating life. I yes. made it very universal, um, because I've already kicked off writing my second book. Mm -hmm. And I'll be again, looking at that framework toward that. But you know, the book, um, has uh, just gotten so much incredible feedback. All the stories that I tell of like what you go through, how you mm -hmm. feel, how mm -hmm. it affects your whole body health. Mm -hmm. And then how can you get started to start changing that? Yeah. That's really the key. And as a, as a speaker, um, as a health and wellness speaker, this is exactly what I speak about as well. It's, it's one thing to motivate people and inspire them. But it's a mm -hmm. whole other that thing to actually teach them and give them the yes. tools on how to do it. Absolutely. And my book has like the tools. When I go and speak, I'm always like, let's get you the tools that you need. It's mm -hmm. that engineering mindset, right? Like how do yes. we build you so that again, you can heal and that you can thrive. Um, so it was very fulfilling and freeing when I wrote, mm -hmm. you know, this, this story and uh, you know, it's really a story for anyone out there. You don't have to have food allergies, uh, yeah, but it's absolutely. really for someone who's interested in improving their health absolutely. and looking at it from a holistic perspective. Absolutely. That is fantastic. Like, I love that you said that it's not just about people with food allergies, but of course it will help individuals facing those health challenges. It's really for everyone. It's really for uh, improving yourself and putting your wellness First, I love that, and I feel like our audiences will love that as well. Um, you're you're given your extensive experience when it comes here to like your health and wellness and this well-being um, industry. How have you seen like um, the changes? Like you've worked with a majority of CEOs and you know with majority of organizations. What are the massive changes that you've seen globally? or, you know, all the other organizations you've dealt with, 
the changes that their mindset when it comes to wellness is it getting better is it more you know are they more aware can we be more optimistic when it comes to them accepting employee wellness yeah you know people are aware right i mean not just in the us i mean globally mm-hmm. uh obviously mainly because of covid right yes, uh, the data shows right i mean the statistics show that 94% of Ameri- American adults are cardiometabolically unhealthy. 94%, right? Mm-hmm. So these are big numbers. I always say to CEOs that I work with, those are not some other groups of people. Those are your employees. Yeah. So at what the question that you need to ask yourself as an executive is at what point do you stop seeing your employees as transactions? And mm-hmm. when do you start seeing them as human beings who have what I call problems, wants, needs, and desires, right? right. And when you see that, you're going to start to open yourself up as an organization more to these well-being practices. Right. You're going to make it a priority. You're going to put real budget against it because mm-hmm. you're going to be invested in that person not being your employee. They're your partner in you the CEO or founder, like realizing your vision that you had for the company, right? It's it's about taking care of them first, right? So they can take care of your, I love that there's more value being put that put into that now. And it's only, it only serves all of us. It only serves, of course, the, you know, the people higher up when they also serve the people like us first, the normal people, the regular Joes and down there. Um, I, I really want to touch up a bit more about your health and wellness and well-being uh, expertise and experience. But I do like to ask this all the time in that, what are your future aspirations? What is the future for Sonia Hunt? How are you seeing you know, the wellness sector improve? What are the significant em- impacts that you would like to make? And what are the changes that we can look forward to. Yeah, you know, Joshua, I'm already living it, you know, so I'm actually- You, you look lovely, by the way, I need to say that. Uh, you, it's, see, I can totally see you've overcome everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm truly like living in my power. So, you know, I always say that I'm at the intersection of humanity, health and wellness and technology. Right. And if you think about that and what I do for a living, right, I'm a chief marketing officer helping these impact driven CEOs, uh, you know, scale their people, their products, their profits. Uh, You know, I'm a global speaker on health and wellness. I will be writing more books because I love, you know, writing books. Uh, So I'm just living in my power. I've spent a lot of time, you know, over those 10 years, again, working on a holistic viewpoint that included my health, but also my work and my life, right? Like how I was living life. So for me, the, the future every day is just me kind of putting that work out there, you know, working with companies, working with CEOs, um, you know, activism to try to get these things changed in the workplace. And we need a lot more of that. It's gonna take so much more than Sonia Hunt. It's gonna be like a lot more people that really need to step up and not be afraid mm-hmm. and, and do this work. You know, I think with AI uh, here today, there's a lot of advancements that we're already seeing that we're going to start to see uh, as it relates to AI and mm-hmm. say employee well-being or, or health and wellness. 
the main thing that I always say to my CEOs and I help them with is before we just start jumping into things like that, we really have to understand the why are we utilizing things like this? So yes. meaning if we can't get it right in real life, why do we think we can get it right in the AI world? That's right? true. That is true. So with health and wellness, like the same thing, you know, is, is happening. So, yeah. So for me, like I'm kind of living my future in a sense, right? I'm in it. I'm just kind of like, you know, connecting with people, adding value, seeing how I can help them. And uh, it's really, it's really fulfilling for me. Wow. Sonia, I, I want to highlight that a bit because you said like, we need, first of all, we need more people, but also before we, we start utilizing these new machineries, these new technologies, we need to start with the human first, right? We need to start with us first and to, because it's always a human that uses the tools, right? And these are tools at the end of the day. But if you yourself as a major primary tool is not okay, then, you know, there's something wrong. There's going to be a disconnect. And I love how you said that we need these voices. We need more of these aspiring health entrepreneurs. Would that be a proper term? Um, just for our audiences right there, what would be a quick advice you would give to them like for anyone aspiring to get into the wellness sector, into the health sector? Um, how do we deal with the stresses of today? Because it has increased since COVID, but how do we continue putting forward that kind of strength and resilience to, you know, maintain this kind of delivering that voice. So I have a saying, it is small daily steps for the big transformation. And what that wow. means is across again, your holistic whole body health. So mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, every single day, you are taking time mm -hmm. to take a little step Mm -hmm. to improve your health. And so just wow. think about it, physical fitness, we're so used to like, oh God, I got to go to the gym today, right? But yeah. we're not used to, oh, I have to do some mental fitness or I have to do emotional fitness or spiritual fitness. Right. Now, and, and all of this can take five minutes, right? You could sit down and do breathing exercises for five minutes. You can walk away and you can take a walk, right? Mm -hmm. You could do stretching or you could do jump rope or you could, you know, cook a healthy meal, you know, you can turn off all your notifications, all these small, small, small things. When you start doing them, start with day one, add another day, add another day, mm -hmm. see how you feel mm -hmm. at the end of the week. When you right. start doing this, you're absolutely going to see stress levels reduced because you don't have to be on all the time. Right. I highly recommend like that disconnection state wow. where even you turn your Wi-Fi off for a little while when you're doing mm -hmm. this. But if you start to take these small daily steps over time, you're going to start seeing the big transformation, right? So imagine if you stop, you know, eating unhealthy foods and every day you just add in some fresh ingredient, fresh ingredient, your yep. behaviors start to change, right? And your, and your behaviors, your habits, those patterns, yes. the old ways that didn't serve you, they start to change to better ways that serve you better. So this is kind of my biggest advice from a personal perspective for mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. You know, it's the same advice. You are dealing with so much as founders, uh, you're working 24 seven. You're probably not, you know, working out. You're probably not eating healthy. Uh -huh. You have a tremendous amount of stress. Mm -hmm. So I go back to exactly the advice I just gave, right? Just small, small steps. And, and, you know, if you're in the technical space, you understand this approach because it's an iterative approach, 
right? right. You're already doing that when you're building product. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're kind of testing things to see what you like to do from a health, you know, and wellness perspective. You're probably tracking data on like an Apple Watch, an Aura right. Ring or Fitbit mm -hmm. or something. And then mm -hmm. you want to tweak actions, you know, toward whatever your optimal outcome is. Is it to lose 10 pounds? Is it yep. to get lean and tone? Mm -hmm. Is it to try to get rid of your food allergies, right? Mm -hmm. So so whether you're, you know, an entrepreneur or not, just taking these small, small steps and and realize I'm not saying, oh, make time for it. Like it's like you have to do it, right? You're you're actually taking these action steps. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. So small steps, but not just small steps, small mindful steps that you take, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it takes it takes resilience. It takes consistency. Do it every day. But no matter how small it is, it actually feels bigger. You start doing it more. You start doing it daily. What a what a lovely advice to kind of put this on a close. To put a ribbon on all of this. Um, I, I'm sure the listeners in our audience would love that just just right now. Um, Sonia, is there anything else you would like to? share to us today i would like to give you this opportunity where can we find you where, where where can we connect with you where can we find your book yes uh so soniahunt.com s-o-n-i-a-h-u-n-t that will lead you to everything uh, all my socials please connect on linkedin you'll find my book there you'll find my ted talk there uh, my book mm -hmm. is sold on amazon of course uh, barnes and noble local bookstores in the united states uh, and yeah, I, I, my second book is underway. Um, it is, uh, a, is a business book, but tied into health and wellness, as you can imagine. Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, I'm really excited about that. And yeah, wow. I mean, I'd love, you know, you can connect with me. I have a newsletter as well. Uh, I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn, uh, as uh -huh. you know. So yeah, I just love to hear from you. And uh, if you read my book, I'd love feedback on it. And if I can help you in any way, uh, mm -hmm. just just reach out. Wow, that is that second book is something to look out for, uh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. You heard it here. Get the copy of that book. Connect with Sonia. I will definitely keep up with you, Sonia. I will definitely connect with you. And thank you so much for your insights, your time, and your wisdom, and all the, your lovely demeanor throughout all of this. Thank you so much. You give us the inspiration to overcome our health and put our wellness first. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. See you on the next one. All right. So here's the thing. We try to get a little bit better every day, but we can't do it without you. So if you like the video, make sure to like and subscribe below. And if you have any comments, just leave them in the space under.